Welcome to On Healing. My name is Olivia Hunt and today I speak with one of my dearest friends, Caroline McGuigan. It was our advocacy and passion for positive change to be brought about in Ireland that first brought Caroline and I together. To live in a world where people are empowered to look after their mental health and less people die by suicide was a key focus for us. Caroline went on to move mountains in this space, along with her beautiful husband, John, and I was lucky enough to be on part of this journey with them. I'd like to remember John today as his fourth anniversary approaches and dedicate this episode of Unhealing to him. John physically left this earth four years ago in the most unimaginable way while on a family holiday in Spain, and his family have been trying to rebuild their lives ever since. Over the last four years, Caroline has studied with some of the world's leading experts in healing, wholeness, grief and logotherapy, and she shares some of her learnings during our chat. She has become friends with Viktor Frankl's grandson, Alex Feasley, after sharing her story with him. Caroline, thank you so much for trusting me with your story today and for being the kindest soul friend anyone could ever ask for. John's legacy lives on in the people that were lucky enough to work with him, to know him and to be helped by him. This episode may be activating if you have experienced tragic loss, so please be mindful before listening. Caroline. Miss Olivia. Welcome to On Healing. I know. Where have you got me now? (laughs) What part of the world? Oh, it's so good to be with you. Oh, uh, it's very, it's just so lovely to have my very own Anamkara, my soul friend. Right back, right back. With me today. Thank you so much. Pleasure, an absolute pleasure. So, um, you know, when I was just thinking about our conversation, Mm -hmm. there's so much you know, to talk about together. But I just wanted to say, go back to, you know, where we first met over 15 years ago. Yeah. Um, What brought us together initially was our passion for bringing about change in the mental health area Mm -hmm. in Ireland. And from that, you know, we went on to develop. We have a beautiful friendship. Absolutely. And love it a bit. Likewise. And I'm just so grateful to have you in my life. But I remember, say, when, yeah, that time when we first met, like, I was just so impressed with the work you were doing. Back then, there was not many people brave or courageous enough to, you know, challenge the stigma that was just and is out there when it comes to mental health, suicide. And you were advocating so much for change you know, given a voice for people in distress, the length and the breadth of the country. You were on TV, you were on national radio, you were giving talks all over Ireland, travelling all over. And Connor and Amy were young at the time. And you were being John. dragged all over Ireland. <laughs> yeah, but like, and yeah. just since I've had James, that's not easy when you have children. No. And, but you were both so passionate, passionate, Absolutely. you know, about that. Yeah. And, I think anyone that works in the charity sector, like the work to this day, you know, my experience working with you and John, like that set a really strong foundation for my career in business because, you know, we were overseeing the running of an organisation. You were the founder and the CEO. Yeah. And 
I suppose I wanted to ask you because you're an award-winning social entrepreneur, you know. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> which is a huge achievement. It was a wonderful um, experience. Thank you. You're a psychotherapist. You know, I you am. went back to tra- Trinity College, trained, and then you ended up tutoring in NUI in mm, Maynith yourself. Loved it, loved it. Um, and it, I always say it's great to have, you know, such a good friend that's a therapist because voice <laughs> notes from you are like gold <laughs> to me. But um, I wanted to ask you, from, you know, if you go back to that part <laughs> of your life, what was the highlight for you? Because you have so much experience mm-hmm. and I know life is taking you in a completely different direction now. Yeah. But I just wanted to ask, as you look back, what comes to mind as the highlight? The high- Thanks, Olivia. Gosh. Um, and as you were chatting, I was back there and I was thinking of Connor and Amy and as you said with James, but that we get to bring them on the journey with us is, is phenomenal that they can... Um, they look at mental health and suicide and, and what happens in life differently and in a way that they can maybe manage it differently. So the highlight, <clears throat> if I'm being honest, it's um, I was just so pissed off. I was like, you know, hang on, if if you've got challenges with your mental health, the, the, the supports and the choices are so <laughs> they're psychiatric and prescribed meds and it was like and I done them you know I hung around mm. the psychiatric wards for quite a while done plenty of meds and I wanted to that being said it was like when I I would have really really gone into a place where I just chose that to end the pain which was where the suicide attempt came in and I'm, I'm staying with your question the highlight and when I did come true and um John, my husband, my soulmate, and uh, he had to witness that and he was told in the hospital, we don't know if she's going to make it. And he he was able to be in that with me. And uh, I remember um, when I'd come home from the hospital and he said, you know, she's looking out the window and she could see the buds even after everything. But I remember saying to him, it has to be another way, John. There has to be another way because once we're on this earth, suffering is inevitable. But Jesus, do we have to be put away and do we have to be heavily medicated? And I'm I'm against nothing. So that was where the passion. So the highlight was, I said to John, I wonder if. And he said, well, go for it. And I'm going, really? And he said, well, why not? And that was it. The both of us just went, well, if you feel and you think away, well, what are you going to do about it? And he used to always say, if not you, who? If not now, when? And it's like... Okay, so the highlight was it made sense to both of us to to drive and the passion I had. He just went, come on, what do you need me to do? So the highlight, that's literally it, that that's the seed. It's planted. Jesus, where it went after that. (laughs) Holy shit, you know, so that would be one of the highlights. And also with Connor and Amy, our children. They were brought on that journey, like you said, with James Um, and I do with their lives now. I do know as their mom, I know that was part of their journey for now, for them to move through life now. Yeah, yeah, because we didn't know. Nobody knows what's ahead. So, yeah, their dad was yeah. filling them with lots of life. Um, I don't know the word, but life was giving them what they need now. 
and in the most powerful, beautiful, mad way ever. It was bizarre at times. Bizarre. Yeah, I remember Colin well, Renee, you and they were so yeah. young and they were, you know, I remember all the different fundraising events. Yeah. Yeah. Even that, like all the funding, the applications. Yeah. Oh, do you know how? To, to, just to take it all on. Olivia, like, yeah. mental stuff. And yeah. I mean, I'm I, what I will say is the Social Entrepreneur Ireland and then the O'Brien Foundation, I was given the opportunity to be mentored. So I got the business, the strategy, the whole lot. But what's great was, yeah, we'll, we'll give you the head bit, but the heart bit will drive. The, mm. the heart moves mountains. Yes. And that, I liked that through Social Entrepreneur. We got that broad. So you go, right. And then you don't have to remember it all, just your brain mm. wouldn't, because you will attract the people that are to come on the journey, some yeah. for a while, some for longer. So... And Amy, I'm just thinking, and this was so natural in our home. And it's only after coming up, like people would say, teachers and all, go, what, what did your mammy do? And she, she works in suicide. And uh, they go, oh, and she'd say, yeah, she works with the people. And why, what, you know, how did, why did your mammy do that? Me mammy suicide herself. And that would be her. She wouldn't know. She grew up with it. Yeah, but the, she the just, openness. she just wouldn't until she learned other words. Mm. And we just let her be and Connor, you know, but, but no, the, the, the journey, I definitely, it was passion and determination because yeah. I don't know how else. But, yeah, but a beautiful would, journey. You had a very clear vision. Totally. And that would have kept you going totally. through it all because I just know, like, you are one of the hardest working women oh. I have ever met. Thank you. And I really mean that. You know, I know just the blood, sweat and tears, mm. you know, over the years. And just, yeah, working, working in that, that, that uh, in the charity space is not for the faint hearted oh, no. and you need no. such a passion and a drive yeah. and my god did you and John have it and we I did. always feel like you know John was the backbone of it all absolutely at every single event and like there's a lot of events of course that <laughs> 20 years of events yeah you know and he just showed up yeah. every to every event yeah I just always felt any time I seen John, just the kindness oozed from him. Totally. Yeah. And I used to love the big bear hugs. The bear hugs, gave. everybody. <laughs> Whether you wanted one or not, you oh, bloody got just it. so welcoming. And, <laughs> you know, we did a lot of courses together. Right. I remember even in the O'Brien Foundation, we did media training together. Yeah. Uh, there's so many, yeah, yeah so many Absolutely. lovely memories with him. But he was a really, really lovely, special person yeah. and I think he was very aware of the like how precious life is mm. and the fragility of life Huge. and I think he always brought that into the conversation he was very comfortable sitting in the background he had, uh, he had a lovely outlook on life and you know he the bigger picture he he found if life quite humorous at times he would sort of go the, there'd be a lot of drama um, and that being said he chose what to touch and what not to. He had a very, he was very steady, fast, very steady, fast, um, very open minded. It's like, what? Because we don't know about it. It doesn't exist. What? You know, and it's like because someone's done a bit of research, it doesn't mean in 10 years time it's not going to change. So he had a huge and he also very interested in Eastern and Western and just, you know, well, oh, the doctor said so we should. It's like, no, let's look at all of the ways through history that people have 
evolved and moved as human beings and let's not get all cocky thinking we know what it's all about. So he had a great um, outlook and he always, his motto was, well, do it because you can. And and really had no time for what other people's opinions were in the sense of don't go looking for other people's opinion unless they're of a similar energy or, you know, that they can have those conversations with you because then you end up explaining and it's like, well, what's the purpose of that? You know, so you always so he had a great outlook on life and. Um, Absolutely no bullshit. He tolerated no nonsense whatsoever. Um, he had a huge thing about, you know, common sense has left the building or maybe it wasn't there in the beginning. He didn't see any value in dramatizing things or overcomplicating them. You know what I mean? Um, I Oh, my God, he loved me. And we fought like devils. Oh, my God, it was great. We great scraps. And then. I mean, I did work long, long hours of my choice and it's what I felt, you know, it was something I wanted to do. And on a Friday night, mummy said, give me the bag now, Caroline. And he'd have me cans of Coors Light um, chilling for me at home. And then we go home and we'd have loads of them and we'd talk about the world. But he, he just, he liked caring. Uh, he absolutely loved Connor and Amy. Oh, my God. He loved them so, so much and still does. And uh, and his family and friends, he just loved it. But he never needed to be out the front. He'd say, that's grand, you all rock away. He was a devil, drank too much, smoked. I just, I used to say, you know, you're preaching one thing and doing another. He said, yeah. <laughs> he said, I'm a work in progress, Caroline. <laughs> like I'd us say. all. <laughs> he didn't do that sort of, yeah. you know. He he, and that's how it, which is amazing. He, he done the motor trade most of his life, and uh, then became an acupuncturist. Mm. You know, headed off to China because he just loved the whole idea of yin and yang in life mm. and the ebb and flow of life. And I'm so glad he got to China, and I'm so glad. And then he went and and worked with the HSE and and yeah, delivered. He developed the yeah the, the supporters program, program. Yeah, yeah running yeah yeah. And you had created, you know beautiful programs yeah, yeah, to yeah. help people that mm. were experiencing suicide yeah. distress and you know I think that your contribution to this country it'll never be forgotten thank you you know and it lives on today the amount of people that you both helped over them years is unbelievable thank you it really is um thank you thank you um I'm just so glad I got to do it with him yeah mm. You know, when I was thinking of that question, what was the highlight? And I'm mm. sure now as well, it's like, you know, you you worked with your soulmate for totally. so long. Totally. Yeah. And, and do, do you know, it, 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 like I used to say to him, I said, Mother of Jesus, when we die, have we lived? I'd mm. say, oh, my God, like, you know, between setting up organisations, following your passion, John, becoming, you know, going from the mo- I actually said something one night. I said, no, you, that's it. We've fallen out. Um, I said to him, you know, like the motor trade to acupuncture, you have to study all the, and I love it, the chi and the mm-hmm. meridians and the yin and yang. And I love all the Eastern and Western and, and no bullshit talk. And lots of people use lots of big words in this world. And I just go, oh, stop. Do you know what I mean? Keep Translate and keep it simple. He said, Caroline, now he said, it's fairly straightforward. He said, if you think of a car and all the bits in the car, there's not much difference with a body. I said, you're in trouble with me. I've now been compared to a car. <laughs> so, but no, he, he you know, the, all of that and in one lifetime. 
And even Connor and Amy know that in one lifetime. Um, what we were willing to do and, and have a go at. And y- you got to let go what other people's opinions are of you. Be independent of the opinion of other people and you've you, and fear. And it's like, you know, John made a decision halfway through his life. He'd been in the motor trade and himself and my brother had done a business and then the collapse and all. And he sat on the bed one night and he goes, that's it. I'm pissed off. And I'm going, what's wrong with you now? I'm sitting telling them all to get out of the bedroom. I'm going, OK, didn't tell me. He said, the bank manager, the lease, the whole lot. He said, that's it. He said, I mostly have lived my life free from fear. He said, now, Caroline, I am completely living my life free from fear. And that is one, one of the really big intentions. And John physically died four years ago. I took that baton up. I absolutely choose to live my life free from fear, even fear itself. Not touching it. I always remember John saying that. Always did. And it's like that legacy that he has left with. So everyone that knew him lives on, you know, to this day, like over the last couple of weeks, I've experienced some challenges and I am, you know, I and you have helped me with this moving from the fear and connecting to love. Mm. Yeah. And it's not easy. But but a shift comes. Mm. So I remember Caroline say, um, April four years ago, you, yeah. me and Natalie were down in Seafield. I know, I know. And I, I remember John had really wanted you to get away for a weekend Big to get time. a break. Big time, yeah. Because there was so much going on yeah. and we had a lovely weekend together. We had a ball. <laughs> we had a ball. It was really yeah. lovely. Yeah. And, you know, my God, little did you know. Thank God. Th- yeah. Thank God. Thank God. Yeah. What was like, yeah. No, and, and, and for me... It's like John again had an attitude to life that he used to always say for all of us one day the phone calls come and, and nothing is ever going to be the same again. Um, and that is the truth of once we're on this earth for the time we're here we have a birth date and we have a death date. Um, the dash in between the poem I love that. Um Nothing on this earth could prepare me, our children, our family for what was to happen to John. Um, and I, I still, I, this is our lives. This is, and that's why I've chosen particular people only to be in my life, people here on earth and people that have gone ahead that guide me and John guides me every step of the way. Um, Connor and Amy, oh my God, they are just, I still get to be here as their mom. Um, But for your husband to be brutally murdered, fuck. Nothing on this earth. After 48 hours um, on a holiday, family holiday and um, being there. So no, nothing on this earth. The, the, you know, there is there is blessings when you can that I was with John as he left this earth. And that's I can and I know that as horrific as it was that he wasn't on his own and there was friends there. Um, and we all feel that we were there. And I know Connor and Amy um, both 
listen, man, what you had to experience was horrific, but you were with dad. So I will always, always, and now I and we as a family live in the trauma and the loss and the grief. And it's like, it's so beyond anything that I could ever comprehend. But now I'm living it and it is my life and it's become who I am. I constantly expect John to guide us. I mean, totally right place for us first to survive and then to find a way to navigate and to to build, I don't know, a life. Um, you got to help me through this. And he does and he will. Um, but yeah, do you know what, Olivia? Uh, you're ne- I'll never be the same again. My life's never the same again. And like the brutality and then the loss and loss and loss after it. Secondary loss. Ah, Jesus Christ. Relationships, life, work, everything. And I know for me, for a long time, I felt I had no skin. And it's like, if I've no skin, how am I going to hold it together? Um, and then as a mom, as a mom. Um, so I know for me that it's, I have to trust as best as I can, but I wing it as well. And half sometimes it's like, oh, give me a bottle of gin. Give me the cigars. I'm on a vape now. I've gone from the cigars to a vape. I don't give a shit. And it's like, actually, I'm a great doctor and I have great people around me. Like, don't don't advise me around, do this, do that. And I'll, no. But what I have learned is that all the stuff that I have used, to, and John would have been the exact same. Amy said, Dad would have sat in the corner and just got the drink out and said to people, if you're coming to say something, go home. If you're coming to have a drink, you can hang out with me. And I know, John, that's what he would have done, Olivia, you know. So for me, it's about not, it's about whatever I'm doing, I'm doing. And then I introduce other things and it'll either move that stuff or it won't. So it's not about touching it. Mm. It's about living it. And my, my brother said recently, we were chatting, he said, how in the name of God would anyone think you are to know how to navigate this? You are learning minute by minute. Yes. And that's. Yeah, I mean, unless you have been true. And even then. You know, it's. and Yeah, even then it's. Yeah. yeah. But what I really admire, Caroline, in you is since this happened, just watching you, Connor and Amy, and I've been, you know, had a few calls recently. I know, I know, you're so good to her. She's (laughs) such a beautiful person and soul. She is, she is. Like, you know, when I speak to her, like I think of John so much. I know, I know. And I think, you know, it's um, like, he must be just so proud of the three of you. Yeah. And Caroline, like over, so over the last few years, you have studied. Yeah. Yeah. Studied and with studied. Some, with some of the leading experts yep. in healing, wholeness, yep. grief, yep. logotherapy. You've set up your own podcast. Mm, which I've I been know. lucky enough to be I on know. a few had times. A ball. We've had a ball. So I wanted, because like you're such a good friend of mine and I know all the knowledge and wisdom you have about adversity and trauma before this yeah. huge, unimaginable loss yeah. into your life. You just, 
you know, you I always felt like you're just a fountain of knowledge about this stuff, but it's a whole other level now totally. that you could never have no. anticipated. But no. can I ask you, so one one of the courses we've been doing together over the last few months is David Kessler's yeah. uh, Grief Educator yeah. Programme. And I wanted to ask you with that one. Yeah. What has resonated with you the most? Well, he's a no bullshit person. I like that. And he's, uh, you know, he, he didn't pick grief. It picked him at 13 when he lost his mum. And then he experienced a mass shooting. And then tragically, five years ago, he lost his son. And he's been, he, you know, his, his, his life experience and how he's chosen to share but in an educational way. So I rock with him like that in the sense of he is, I like this to be part of a tribe that talks about death differently. And I like that because, you know, from the day we're born, death walks side by side with us. So for me, I like that he holds the groups tight as in no comparisons and um, stop trying to fix people stop trying to clean them up and tidy them up and we can see that a lot can't we oh my god oh <laughs> I know my we do it god. ourselves it's yeah, very yeah, yeah yeah I have to watch it with Connor and yeah. Amy because they go ma'am piss off and that they go back yeah. away now ma'am so yeah I find with David that he, it's the educational element and I can see how it's helping me and Amy taps in and out a bit Connor will say ma when I'm ready I'm, being, I'm you know and I get that but I definitely what I value about David Kessler is he's 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 given over information and you choose then, you know, what to do with it. But be very clear, grief will go at its own pace and its own way. Um and and no matter what anyone says or does, you know, you should be and they should be and that it doesn't work. Just doesn't work. I find as well I can talk around or be around death around him because he has he has a a way that feels safe. Hmm. But now I still only tap in and out, Olivia. There's certain things I won't listen to because I go, holy shit, this is too much for yeah. me. What about you? Yeah, like that. I, I have felt that too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's, I suppose we're, near, we're nearly finishing the programme now. Mm. It's been three months. Mm. And if I was to think about some of the things that has resonated with me. I think, so he speaks, one week it was all about releasing your feelings. Yeah. And um, there was, so yeah, he said in it, uh, your feelings are data for your experience of life. Yeah. Unfelt feelings don't just go away. Nope. And if we ignore or stifle our feelings, not only will they come up again later, we miss important information about the origin of our feelings. And he talked about how he expresses uh, say his own anger but he said say the truth in the feeling will reveal itself you may learn that behind the feeling are fears and pain yeah. and your feelings are data that will guide you somewhere avoiding feelings and the potential pain is like hiding from a part of yourself totally. when we don't feel fully we can't live full so true I think it's really like I'm I, I suppose now probably you know, years ago, I didn't give enough space to how I was feeling. So that really resonated with me yeah. and the importance mm. of like that allowing and being able to just be and for someone to witness it. That's and all you be, want. Yeah. 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 That's Trying to all you fix want. it. Yeah. Because I think, yeah, we've all grown up with that conditioning to, you know, 
just maybe not express, yeah. you know, our emotions. And um, he mentioned actually about Brene Brown. She, oh yeah, she had said um, a lot of us don't even have emotional exposure to ourselves. We hide our authentic selves from ourselves. Totally. Yeah, so that, that was one thing. I remember as well he had said about the three lanes. Oh, yeah. I liked yeah, did yeah, you yeah, like that? Yeah, no, I did. Yeah, yeah. I actually, yeah. Just yeah. he said there's your lane. Yeah. There's the person's lane that yeah. you're grieving potentially. Yeah. And that could be the loss of anything, a job, anything. Yeah. And then there is God or the universe's yeah, lane. I and like we can that. jump a lot into yeah. why did this happen or, you yeah. know, and what we're doing when we're doing that, it's like we're depleting our energy so much. Yeah. And I loved what he said, if we can stay in our lane and be present to yeah. our feelings yeah. and what we can control. Yeah. That. And I think, helpful. and not to, to clinitize it or clinic, and that's the big thing is that it's, it's you know, I was just thinking as you were chatting there, Olivia, that in, in all trauma there is grief but in all grief there isn't trauma and that's what he would have said mm. and that's definitely what I'm experiencing now and I think it's that this is going to look pretty horrific you know if people are trying to survive themselves and I've seen with our family like I mean I just yeah I thought right give me the drink give me the cigars give me the volume give me the Xanax then also I would be huge into meditation. So I work a lot with Don Brennan around our because they can all hang out together. It's not either either. And then it was like, you know, right uh, for Amy homeopaths. That's really, really good. And then with Connor, it's no, just back away. So I've, I've watched how um, and my relationship with time is totally different that if you realize that your your body is trying to integrate something so horrific and beyond what you ever expected in life and it's doing it the only way it can integrate so that will mean you know and I was talking to Amy last night saying I was coming in and, and she said she 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 just grief and trauma is so physical oh my god I think I've been on every antibiotic under the sun in the last four years but I've also been on a lot of Ayurveda uh, meds. I've also tried other ways and I, I would be a big time transcendental meditator and hemisync and I find I have a lot of time now where I have no thoughts and it's beautiful it doesn't. A lot of people frighten the shit out of them. It really does to, to have an emptiness where I go there's great peace in that and there's stillness and I can be very content with life which includes John and all the people gone ahead. So for me it's like that it was the people that could like I love my own doctor who I, I said, I don't know if I'm going to survive it physically. And she said, no, people die broken hearts. So I said, let's keep you alive for Connor and Amy. Yeah. That's really good stuff where someone doesn't bullshit you because if they had, I'd have walked. So, yeah, the, you know, I could for the first year or two, I my I know skin. I just didn't know how this was going to go. And um I've never and I still when the tsunamis come and that's what Amy we were talking about yeah. grief is so so physical and I I, I would say to Amy and Connor and this is something and I have studied and I'm hanging out with some beautiful people Um, that one thing I'd say your own pace your own lane your own way some will stay with you some won't you cannot force as a mother mm -hmm. if I go to if I go to go because it breaks my heart yeah. and they'll just go, ma'am, just stop. 
and, and I have to sit and look and I'll just say to John, please help our children. And I trust or I'd say to life, what do I need to know now in this moment, mm. in this situation? What do I need to know now? And I sometimes have to just just be and just go their souls and their hearts can do this journey because they are so far and their dad has their back but that's not easy mm. it's not easy Olivia so I would be a very protective mama bear around them <laughs> very protective because I you know and Amy we spoke you know two weeks ago I just hugged her she shook and that, and she she's she knows it has to come out of her body um yeah you know and and then we'll we'll go and we'll do our homeopath which is really really great lady in cabin tealy tile she's brilliant and they're great that acute anxiety because amy's body won't do you know conventional and then there's some nice things that you and it's it's just to take the edge off it and here's something funny because we've john's dark sense of humor i actually don't take a lot of exotics and valium because i was hooked years ago but i choose when i want to but with connor and amy over the last few years when they're really bad take a take a xanax take a valium they're going ma you gotta stop and they said, you've got to stop. I said, am I doing it again? So I'm doing it with my kids. It's yeah. like I, their pain is so, so raw. And I'm there going, do you want a Xanax? So they went, you got to stop that, ma. So I've got much better. I'm not offering them as many drugs anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so that's their father. That's the humor. And that's what we, and it's slowly. I never thought I'd laugh again. It's four years and I go into work and I've only started lately when people say, how are you? I've only been able to slowly go. OK, and even then, a lot mm-hmm. of the time I just do that in reverse psychology. Say, how are you? Because people move quickly then to tell you how they are. I actually said to John and life, give me the language. You've 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 thrown me into a country. I've been ripped out of it. I'm in a, a country. I can't speak the language. I don't know anyone. It's It's grief. It's trauma. It's you've been physically murdered and it's like holy shit how do I do this and slowly but surely that mm-hmm. synchronicity and um, that learning a lot of the time I actually think do I need to contribute to the conversation no well then don't but with Connor and Amy mm-hmm. that's a whole different bog I think they're absolutely magnificent and we have fights like you've never seen because when the pain comes up and the trauma um, me and Amy go hell for leather yeah yeah we would but it's it's just we get through and we, we, we learn another bit a bit like what you said you know and I, I don't like cliche stuff but you can't heal what you don't feel but I don't like mm. oh, you can't heal what you so piss off I don't want to feel it give me another gin mm. when I'm ready and it's I have no fear like, I've no fear. This is John. I will move mountains for him. And I will move mountains for Connor and Amy. I don't give a shit. I really don't. He got back to me to leave this earth. Um, that being said, um, I didn't get, when I came to this earth, I just, nothing prepared me. Yeah. Nothing. 
you talk about your round table. Yeah. And I love this because God love there is the round table <laughs> people here on earth. Yeah. And then there is your other round mm. table with some spiritual yeah. say leaders that you love. And I Absolutely. like I am so thankful to you because you introduced me to so many people, you They're know, when fabulous. I was much younger. The likes of Wayne Dyer. Love um, him. Love him. And you mentioned before we had a coffee before we came in and you said Louise Hay is at the round table. Absolutely. Can you tell me who is at that round table? For me. So when John died, I insisted and I just started studying and I kept asking life, guide me, just guide me, guide me. I disconnected as much and just guide me, guide me. I, I had to push the whole world away. And um, so at the table now, and it's been quite a phenomenal journey, obviously, John and uh, Victor Frankl, um, and which is lovely that I have a friendship with his grandson, Alex. His grandson. He's, oh, That's he's amazing. such a beautiful human being. And um, Wayne Dyer has probably been the biggest guide and comfort since John died because we would have been big into Taoism and he's taken it and made it user friendly. Also, I like um, how he looks at life. I really do. So he would be there. Uh, David Hawkins, a beautiful psychiatrist, gorgeous man. And that brought me into that whole understanding of you know, it's all about vibrations and energy. And people are go, oh, what's that energy shy? And it's like, hang on, have you ever walked into a room and the person in the corner is so angry? You're standing there going, Jesus Christ, I'm going over to the other corner. So it's like, and as a therapist, I'd say to people, does electricity exist? And they go, but of course. And I go, well, can you see it? And they go, no. So that's how I would mm. feel about the universe, the vibration. So David Hawkins, the map of consciousness, Fabulous. Absolutely brilliant. And I've chosen to study that and learn. Can you tell me what, yeah. what is the map consciousness? Yeah, yeah. And what I did, because what I do, I tend to, I don't go looking for words anymore. I do ask them and yeah. I have a, a love heart around this. And I thought this was beautiful. Um, because I think this is really powerful. Yeah. You know, so many times you have shared this with me. I've practiced it yeah. and it really does help yeah. because we are energy. Totally. Yeah. To I mean, that that is it. You know, we, we John would always say we've come some, from somewhere and we're going back to somewhere. And yeah, we have. I love what John O'Donoghue, you know, for now, you and I, we're all sitting here and everyone in this building is here. And it's like we happen to be in the visible world for now, mm. uh, but we're heading to the invisible world, you yeah. know, and we just the difference is you have a body um, yes. but the rest of it's energy. But yeah, David Hawkins was a beautiful psychiatrist and he he made a decision. Certain people come and it was OK, this is a tool. This is something that if you understand how different emotions and how different um, words carry an energy um, and people we carry energy and one of the lowest lowest energies is shame it's about 30 it, it's just that ugly we hate it we go into guilt and disgust and we can in that place we can hurt other people and we can and I've seen I've seen you know John didn't die his life was taken by another human being. And, you know, when you go down to places where there's the disgust and the horrible ugliness of whatever, that's where horrible things can happen. So he looked at, without judgment, all the different sort of, um, if you go up the map of consciousness and not to go, oh, my God, I'm getting to 200 because that's awful of courage and that's where I'll rock and I'll be one of those great people. No, it's about 
there is all of this happening all the time. And if you get a little sense of, well, when I'm in a particular place, does it what does it do to my energy? Mm. And then what's my energy doing? And mine has been dark and black and survival stuff and, and, and even alone back in um that it was David Hawkins that helped me to go, OK, let's let's see and learn how even anger is better than shame because it brings up your energy and then you move it up another bit. But it's not about nirvana. It's mm. about knowing and understanding. I like I like what he said here. Uh, the whole premises of Hawkins work. And this is John always went with this resonates with common sense and it's like negativity drains positivity uplifts and I don't mean that toxic positivity mm. shite none of that positive energy feels courage willingness acceptance reason and love and more powerful than negative ones shame apathy fear anger pride because they're aligned with the energy of life itself love heals and that's sort of fear constricts courage moves us forward and this, I suppose, and I do read this going, oh, grief holds us back. Many of us know, for example, the courage it takes to let go of grief, not the person, not the life, not the experience, to let go of grief, to love again after we lost our love mates to death or divorce. So he he looked at it in a way that this is a tool to learn that you can actually manage your own vibe, your own energy and where you place it and what you do. Mm. And particularly for me around trauma. But apart, he's a lovely man and mm. he power versus force, which is that, you know, if you keep forcing something, it's like what I said with anyone and even people, you know, well, maybe she should be this and not. You can't force it, yeah. you know. Um, and I think that, that power bit he talks about is that your own true self, mm. trust yourself you are part of I love you know someone said well, what's your take on life I'd say well I'm I'm a part of it or I'm I'm you know I'm Caroline but but I'm part of something bigger and it doesn't even need a name you know consciousness universe life God whatever it is but I do know for sure Olivia and I've said this from the very beginning life loves me and I know that I actually know that because I got to meet John in this lifetime. Mm. How could it not love me? And it's on my side. And it's just slowly trusting. Uh, and as a person and as a human being, uh, to slowly trust myself. And there's so much pain. And there's so much trauma. And with John's death and other situations. And it's like, okay, let's just go with these guides that I've chosen and I meditate I say and I go to them and I'd say just what do I need to know now and I just wait what do I need to know now and also with the Wayne Dyers how can I serve not in a second oh my god look at me and all none of that my tolerance around bullshit has gone to zero now but I do I'm participating in life again the best way and the only way I can my work everything has changed um, but I see life very differently. There's phenomenal blessings in that. It's quite a, you just see life in a way you never, ever expected to. You see love differently. You see what fear and I don't hate. Mm. And I've really, really thought about that. And I thought if I hate, it's like cancer. And I made a decision straight away. And I could hear John in the moments as he left this earth. And I said it. 
we can't give anymore. If we hate, if I set up hate, I'm going to bring that back to Connor. Now I'm talking rage and anger. I have thrown things. I have upended. I've had to deal with Spanish authorities. I've had to, the man who murdered my husband chose to kill himself 18 months later before a court case. Like this is just horrendous. But I have chosen not to hate rage, anger, the messiness. I don't give a shit. I say to Connor and Amy, you are amazing, but I am not going to hate. And that's where I like hanging out with Victor Frankl. I was just going to ask yeah, you about him. Totally. So I know one of totally. your intentions is to teach log- yeah, logotherapy. Yeah, poor Alex. <laughs> Can you tell us what is logotherapy? Yeah, I think for me, it's like I would have, and John, our lives, we'd have seen life that particular way anyway. That's how we ended up doing the work around suicide and, and mental health. Um, we just felt like that. What, you're waiting for someone else to make a bit of a change here. Up you get off your arse and do something about it. So I just felt I had studied uh, as a therapist and man search for meaning. I mean, it should be on every bookshelf and I think every human being on this earth uh, allow yourself to read it. What a beautiful, beautiful, soulful man. So I would have been aware of that and as a therapist. And after when John died physically, and that's really important physically when he died because he's here, um, his essence and his energy. And I just need to lean into it to help me. And as he says, not all about me either, Caroline. But um, I, it wouldn't go. Victor Frankl just kept coming back and coming. And I'm going, am I, it's, to, to come out of, because logotherapy he was creating before the war and before the concentration camps and to come out of, you know, what that man would have seen and experienced. And when he did come out, he was extremely suicidal. His beautiful wife had been murdered, his unborn child, his mother's father. And his he genuinely said, and I get it, it's like there's nobody left. And and he just, his meaning was, OK, I'll I'll rewrite because they t- took the manuscript logotherapy, you know, which is meaning, meaningful, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said, I'll rewrite it as being something he'd do before I leave this earth. And then he'd done a, a little radio interview and people connected and all. And life decided Victor Frankl. Oh, thank God. And I just, he, w- he just kept coming and I could hear John going, because I said, I'm never, ever going to, uh, I was going to never leave the house. So when he bought me PJs every day, I was never going to practice as a therapist again. And I could hear John going, now, come here, missus. Six years, we remortgaged the house, you can feck off. <laughs> <laughs> I could hear him going, like, God. but I just said, right, it has to be different arenas, different people, yeah. the whole lot. But anyway, Victor Frankl just kept coming and I just thought he didn't hate Holy shit, he didn't hate. Mm. And he loved again, Ellie. And he travelled the world. And he never hated. He wouldn't, he would go, he would talk a lot about how even in the most dire situations Mm. and when the most brutal and when faith comes, I can't, I can't change my faith. I can't change John's. But he um, said, even then, we have the potential as human beings to look at how we live and how we move forward. Um, 
And he just kept coming into my soul and my heart. And I just could hear John going, listen to him, Caroline, please, sweetheart. Just don't, don't let that person take any more. So I said, OK. So I just reread and John had read Man's Search for Meaning again. And then I ended up doing a course with beautiful Fran over in America. Paradigms of Healing and Wholeness. Beautiful friend of mine, a professor in Redlands. And they sent me a book, The Power of Love, which is the most beautiful book. David. I have it. Yeah, yeah it's really it's beautiful. Amazing. Yeah, she, Ten years, she just travelled the world. David Hawkins had calibrated people mm-hmm. like the likes of, you know, Mother Teresa or Viktor Frankl. And they carry an energy. And, the, you know, mm-hmm. Fran, through her beautiful friend uh, who we're talking about, David Hawkins, they were all connected. I didn't know this. I yeah. didn't actually know I was actually reaching to people that had decided I was going to reach to them. And yeah, Fran, Fran wrote the book and uh, Victor calibrated quite high, Mother Teresa, Nelson Mandela, a lot of people. And she, as as David Hawkins was leaving this earth, he said, right, this is the book you need to write. And should he said, off you go, I'll be gone. So so I opened the book. I didn't even know I was going to get a book. And I ended up in America Six months later, as I said to Fran, some nights I do the course and I sit in afterwards and go, OK, I'm having a few gins. What am I doing? But I just, it just was moving me. And um, Alex was in the book, uh, Victor's grandson, talking about, and I'm going, oh, holy Lord, you aren't letting me off the hook. So I emailed Alex and I said, Alex, your grandfather and my husband uh, are are really, really pushing for me to hear and to remember and meaningfulness. Um, And it's not about letting anyone off the hook or it's not about, you know what I mean? This is horrific and brutal and taking someone's life and, oh, sweet divine, and the impact. But I, not but, and I, um, yeah, I started chatting with uh, Victor, well, keep chatting to him God love him Jesus he's saying go away but yeah Alex (laughs) yeah Alex and so I'm now yeah he's he's taken all his grandfather's archives and he's it's in German at the moment I don't speak German so we wait but but as he said Caroline you don't need to study logotherapy said my grandfather would say you're living it you know Mm. so it it is about that to to make a choice to find meaning um, and what that might be like um but in day to day life, yeah. all of the time. And also what I loved about, and this is the bit that I know for sure, that noetic, which is the more than. Mm-hmm. So you can call that spirit, you can call it life, you can call it energy, you can call it what you want. But I know that has driven me yes, so much. And that's where Victor really put a lot of emphasis on you. If you're in it, you need to bring yourself to that more than in you. That can actually, it's like Wayne Dyer would say, you cannot solve a problem with the same energy that started it. The solution has to be a different energy. So that's where they're all, they're all hanging out. And I'd say they're going, God almighty, here she comes again. So, but I really, Louise Hay, um, Wayne Dyer, Elizabeth Kubler-Ross, and I mean, just beautiful human beings that were passionate. And it's like, everything is all already there anyway. And tap into it and mm. I think even how um, you know that 
energy is explained. It actually makes sense to me. But then Jam would have rocked that way as an acupuncturist. Yes. He would have been like, you know, I love the way people say, what's this chi and meridians? Now, straightforward. You've energy going up and all down your body. And if it gets stagnated and gets caught, you're going to get physically ill. Mm -hmm. And you have these beautiful meridians we can work on. So you go, they're like the train stations. So we're going to sort out your train stations so the trains can go around your body and your energy. And I go, that's the way we should be explaining things. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Simple Simple. terminology. Yeah. Like you'll experience, I'm sure I experienced this too. Just the, the energy shift if, say, I jump into a, the sea. Oh, I haven't done it, so I won't lie. I'll but you tell me, oh, jeez, it sounds but it, fabulous. But it, I know it's hard to do these things if you're not feeling great. Absolutely. But, like, even, say, when I was training for the half marathon in New York, I am not Fair joking. Fair But the, the running in the early morning, I just... It was a more than feeling for yeah. me. I know they say the runner is high. Yeah. But it was just like some mornings my like I used to take my breath away. I felt so connected yeah. and it just was so beautiful. And it's the same with, you know, like food, you know, if you're eating, you know, like the Ayurveda. I know you know a lot more about that than I do, but I just know as well how I feel and it's like if I'm not eating well and it's like it's all energy and vibration yeah and that it totally makes sense to me I fully yeah you know I have I live that and I feel it yeah so and I think for me one of the big ones is to match energy and it's like Mm -hmm. something for me it's like you know I said to you about James, he'll carry your your little boy, he'll carry a beautiful, clear energy. It's it's I like it's it's sort of you're going kids carry something, they remind us before yes. it all starts to get serious. And yeah. I just find now for me if I'm if I'm out and about, I have a choice to match energy. So mm. it's like how do I sort of lean into something that it's a bit more peaceful or mm. that and I like quietness a lot. Um and I like you, Olivia, I I I love, I get up at six in the morning, I say hello to the day. I'm very clear of mm. saying hello to the day. I absolutely will say every morning to John, have a few chats with him and I sit, open the back doors. I can see the sky, I can see everything. The stillness and quietness. And I think that's what's, you know, where one of the... I'm not looking for happiness and I work as a therapist and everyone's looking to be happy. Mother of Jesus, it's pure marketing. It's like, go to every magazine, I want to be happy. And then I chat to people and I said, would it be that you want to have from time to time to feel at peace Mm. and content? And they go, yeah, that's that's all. And not all. We understand that once you come on this earth, once you hit here, suffering is a part of life. And then it's how do you navigate and how do you get the right at different stages, people and situations around you and how do you move? And and I think that for me is is so important. Yeah. It is so, so important. And I am really comfortable since John died, I've evolved in a way that's like, okay, right. But I don't question it. I don't have I will say to life, what do I need to know now? And that's getting stronger. I I don't explain like I've chatted about some of the people about that around that table there's so much more I absolutely love the whole relationship with 
the afterlife with um, that energy, with the, the the beautiful people that have chosen to look at Elizabeth Kubler-Ross. I mean, a psychiatrist for 40 years and she spent 40 years at the particularly children. And she said as children left this earth, she said they were phenomenal because they were engaging with where they were going. And she said she... Oh, that she you just recommended that to me. And I audio so you can listen yeah. to Elizabeth Kubler-Ross. And like this lady was, she was no, eyes, oh, book. she's a no bullshit woman. Yeah. And she was, she was passionate about palliative care and um, her son and daughter continue on their work. And we, you know, tap mm-hmm. in and out. But I really, any lady, and she said, you know, that wouldn't have been her outtake on life. But she said when she watched particularly young children yeah. going, because that, that energy, that clean yeah. energy, they they were already communicating with where they were heading. Yes. And and I have to say, they're the type of people I want to hang out with. Mm. And this, and like that, Fran in America and, and, you know, and lots of people around me here now. Mm. But I, I, I'm going to stay with that open mind. Uh, I have a new relationship with John. Um, and it's a work in progress, the same as the one when we were physical. Yeah. That being said, um, I, I get to still be here with Connor and Amy, but they were 18 and 21. And I, I just go, and they are absolutely amazing, Olivia. And I see, I see the impact of their father's physical death, but I also see the bond they have with him is mm. phenomenal. They're really good for me. You know, they bring yeah. laughter and it takes a lot of time to laugh again or know how to laugh again or smile again or to talk again or to move again. And it's like everything's ripped from you. And these two, they're so different and they fight and then they get mm. on with each other. But what I, being their mom, they're their own people. And then I see traits of John and I just listen and I look and it's just as a man it's such a blessing to see him I just wish he could and Amy said should I know what I got she said mom I just wanted more you know she just and you know I will always you know I don't know. And that's the other thing. We said it before we came here. My mind goes blank and I go, oh, Jesus, I haven't a clue. But I don't give a shit, Olivia. I actually, it's like, I look at people around. We walked in here this morning. We were in a calf and there's all these souls. There's all these energies and all these people. And we're all playing out and we're all living out a narrative and a story. And we're all doing our best. Now, that doesn't make it okay to hurt or destroy or to, you know. But there's so much energy put, and this is why I love this sort of, I always watch when I say I am. I watch and I say to Amy, she goes, whatever you say after I am is true. So Coming I'm, for you. yeah, it's like, okay. She's, so I'm very mindful, but I was sitting in the calf and even coming in here and I just thought, you know, it's lovely to be part of and, and, don't be fucking worrying about others' opinions or their take because most people are very caught in trying to be and the struggle mm. of 
been on this earth, you know, and it's like. Just lean back from each other and just, okay, we're all doing the best we can with what we have. But maybe if we're more open to evolving as human beings and open our mind and not what they say and because of, it's like, push it, push it out. Like years ago around suicide, I, I, I always remember when I first went up and challenged the DSM book and the HSE and it was like, no, this is the way it is. And I said, said who? Why? So it's. I think you've an amount of time. Yeah. You've a birth date and you've a death date, um, and you came with these magnificent qualities. Don't be fucking afraid to show them. I. I'm trying to as a family. We're trying to find, you know, traveling, going on planes, holidays. It's fucking horrific, and we're just doing our best to find our way. And it's like. As I say, I I can sit in lots of places and I just observe without judgment and then with judgment as well. But also it's like everybody, once you hear here, this is this is this is the experience. But we are going to leave here as well. Mm -hmm. You know, Um, why do you why do you think we are here? Yeah, um, I think for me now, now. And and it's a. I would go with, say we're spiritual beings having a human experience. That just feels right to me. It's like I've come. Uh, I would use the word soul, um. So I believe. Uh, again, that f- I can't say us, but I can say. God, thank God me and John picked each other and Connor and Amy, I had to say to them, you picked us, you fucking picked us as your parents. Do you know what I mean? But they they feel the same. I believe, and I go back to Victor and a few others, each moment we get an opportunity to make a decision or to, because all the possibilities are out there sitting for each situation and we get to pick each moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so I get, we get to be, even to be, like, what's the chances of you fucking being here? You know, and I know for a lot of people, they don't want to be here. It's too much. It's too painful. Um, and I think that's really important that that's honoured as well. Mm. And, and maybe they can find a way. But I, for me, Olivia, I, I, John always said when we leave, Caroline, when we leave this earth, we've had some, some life. And that was before he left. Mm. And I go, holy shit. I'd be amazed I'm still standing. I look at my feet moving and I go, whose feet is that moving? But I am. I am. So I t- for me, I think it's opportunity after opportunity and particularly when it's really tough. And then I, and you know, it's lovely. And then these beautiful people come along where you least feckin' expect it. Yeah. And it's like, oh my God, so that's, that's that feeling of love and life and energy. I will forever for it is eternity sorted. That's Don. I'm going to be working with Don over the summer. I told him, Don, I need to work with you. <laughs> but just I will be eternally grateful that I got here. Eternally grateful that in this lifetime was John, because I don't know if I'd have been still alive. I was on a pretty reckless road as well. Um. And that Connor and Amy came into our lives and our family and friends, even with all the shit and shite. I will forever 
be grateful because the worst thing, Olivia, is if I'd have never met him. Yeah. That would have been. Jesus. And I mean, we fucking killed each other, but that's my take on it. So I'm really okay at my soul. I question. I, I never, the word why gets in the way for me. I, I never, John would have went, why not me? And I get that. But I also say to him, really, John, fuck, you know. But I do, uh, I I don't get, and and I, maybe that's where I relate to Victor and others. I won't stay in the why too long. Because yeah. I know he doesn't want, and actually John and me were talking, John will, will push me to come up another, you know, no, up here, Caroline, if we're going to do stuff, I'm going to help you bring you up where not to get caught in hate, um, it would eat us. And also, um, I could spend the rest of my life going, why? And I, and I know that he doesn't want that, but I also know he can see me. And Amy's fabulous and Connor. I'd often, I remember, I'd say to him, I'm, that's it. I'm sitting drinking tonight and I just I don't bother anyone. I sit drinking on my own and I'm like, I'm not asking anyone for anything. And I don't <laughs> I don't do it all the time anymore now. But I loved what they done. And this is the real deal for me. So I smoking the cigars and that was grand. So about two in the morning, I'd be well oiled and I go up. And so the, the only one thing they've said, this is when I was um, or when I do this. And we don't, you, if you drank for the rest of your life, we couldn't care less. You know, you what you've experienced and all. But you're not to be going up in the taxi on your own to get the cigars. So I got them delivered. <laughs> you got them delivered I did. in Wexford in the seafood. I did, yes. I'm telling you, I'm in the I know. I think you had just got on the cigars Absolutely. that time. It's John's fault. But, but what I'm saying there is, Olivia, that that's that's the that that I get all of that now on my knees and I can talk in the moment and I can be here now uh, John's anniversary is coming up next week and the tsunamis are coming and when they come it's so physical and that dread and terror everything that being said this this is this is her, my husband and Connor and Amy's father. And I go right back to, they'll be the first to say it. John move mountains. So we can and we are. And we only know the way we're doing it because we've never in our life had this experience except for now. So, yeah. It's pretty horrendous when it's horrendous. It's 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 yeah. But the yeah, David Kessler says, and I don't do cli- cliches, but I do remember when he first went. I went yeah, right. He said, "In time, there will be more love than pain." Yeah, I can feel at times more love than pain. Uh, that was said to me two years ago, and I won't even tell you what I thought. So, yeah, I, I think, you know, and I, I have the different books, but I can hear John saying, Car, it's inside you, sweetheart. But I choose, Olivia, I choose to to learn with people gone ahead and I choose to learn with people here. And it's not that the stuff I need to learn. It's just I want to be with kindred spirit to remind me of my potential as a human being and um, my my being here on this earth and I feel like that for everybody but I do feel having chosen and I did but I also asked life to send these people around me and they did Brian 
wise, the psychiatrist, so many beautiful people. Um, John O'Donoghue, as you know. And then, as I say, people, and you know what's happening recently? People are, I'm able to let some people come back into my life um, because uh, it's it's just, you're so terrified. You're so terrified. You're so terrified, particularly when it's the death. But Amy and Connor, they teach me so much, Olivia. But my heart hurts when I see, you know, when we can't go on planes and we're slowly mm. trying things out. And it's 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 the trauma. It's the trauma. It it's finding a way to integrate and to help us and they're slowly reaching out for support and again I like Mama Bear it's like wait we see their background <laughs> make sure these people aren't talking shite <laughs> do you know I'd be very and I remember when John died first it's like and people I won't say people say so so words were said that oh just want to go into counselling and I thought oh my god you couldn't touch us in the beginning. We were so traumatised. You couldn't touch it. It would be dangerous. So you have to be very... And I like that about David Kessler as well. He and a few others, it's like, no, this is survival. Their bodies are trying to survive. You do not sit them in front of another human being and relive and relive. Sure, we were reliving it. I was reliving it morning, noon and night, morning, over and over and over and over and over. It's in your dreams, in your nightmares. It's in your waking day. It's like your body has gone into a, a spasm of just constant. So um, I, I knew for the three of us to, to OK, we we got to find a way ourselves. And, and in time, if it's not, like I said to Don yesterday, I said, I really want to hang out with you over the summer and book in some sessions because he will look at the bigger picture with me. Um, because I was sort of going, what what do I want to be doing or what way do I want to be? So we're learning to lean into when we're ready, a support that could help us just to move or to look at the trauma and the physicality of it. And, and you know, that to me is a more natural way than going, right, do this, do that. It's like, yeah. doesn't work, Olivia. Yeah. You know that, sweetheart. I remember, um, you know, uh, you had Alex on your podcast. Yeah. So I'd really highly He's recommend lovely. everyone to listen to that episode. He said during that podcast to you, Caroline, you continue to live. You also choose to continue to live. Yeah. A victim who has been asked a hard question by life. You choose to respond in your way to this tragedy that cannot be undone. You take this and you move forward in a different direction than before, maybe in a more meaningful direction. I have such huge admiration for you, for Connor and Amy and how you you are all trying to navigate. Trying. Yeah. The unimaginable. Mm. Can I ask you, what is your intention now for the rest of your time here. Ah, heck off. That's a big question. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm doing after here. Well, I'm having lunch with you. <laughs> be uh, <laughs> no, I'm not doing that stuff anymore. I'm going to leave that to other people. Genuinely, I have very strong intentions. And since John physically left this earth uh, every morning, I would I would say to John, to life and just to myself what my intentions are and, and the big one would be to live my life free from fear um, and 
I'm getting braver lately and I'm I'm sort of saying to to live now this is really important to feel alive because mm. I, I can live I can function and move I've been doing it to feel alive and spontaneity and then what that brings up is to dance again to smile again and I don't mean when you're half shot I mean in the kitchen just having yeah. so my intention is to go home to John when I'm meant to go home absolutely but I have asked can I hang out for quite a while I want to hang out with uh, Connor and Amy I was going to say John Connor and Amy and my, my friends and so my intention is to go home uh, to John and in whatever way that looks for us, whatever that is, energy, essence, I don't mind. That doesn't faze me. And then my intention is to, I think, like that, the meaningfulness of moments, each moment in life, um, and move with it and trust myself again. Because I trust life and I trust John and I'm slowly starting to trust myself again. So that that is my intention and the big whopper one. Even if we're fighting and killing each other, even if we're disagreeing every single second of being around, particularly Connor and Amy and, and friends and family, but Connor and Amy, I just take it in, even when I'm shouting. It's like I get to be here, John. I get to still be their mother. And that is just such a gift. It's such so my intention is to savor every moment, the rough, the tough, the whole lot. Um and then as I say, the people around build it and they shall come. They're coming. That that's okay. But I will go home. Uh, and uh, I will, yeah, my intention is to, uh, as I say, we're all alive to live, to feel alive, or we all live to feel alive. It takes a lot of courage, especially when there's been trauma and hearts have been broken. That's for anybody in life. But you can if you... Open your mind, I believe, and have the people around you here and gone ahead um, that will remind you who you are. You know, it's, it's really reminding you, you know, who you are. Yeah, such a beautiful answer. I really feel that. I really, really was looking for nothing profound. I really genuinely... I, I'm living it. Mm. I'm living it. Um, and that being said, also allow all of it in. You know, it's the brutal, the messiness, the you know, and and the fullness of being a human being. The fullness, yes, that's my intention. Thank you so much, Caroline, oh. for joining me today. Thank you, sweetheart. Thanks so much again to Caroline for trusting me with her story. I'd recommend checking out the work of Viktor Frankl, David Hawkins and Wayne Dyer if you are beginning to ask the bigger questions in life. Caroline has her own podcast called Caroline's Corner and she recorded an episode on it with Alex Weasley. That is well worth a listen. 
I'm so grateful to Caroline for introducing me to the work of so many amazing teachers out there that have helped and continue to help me heal. Thank you for listening.